Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah, that's good. If you're on video, you'll note that I am outside. Woohoo! Uh, the sun is actually really warm this morning. The birds are singing. It's springtime. So I feel like I usually end up doing a podcast here on the east side of the house somewhere around February. I feel like it's usually earlier February than this. But uh, yeah, this morning I thought, why not try it? And oh, feels so good, feels so nice. Uh, Jackson is out here with me. You might see him go by in the background on his leash. Long time uh, listener viewers will be familiar with the cat wrangling. Ah, so yeah, um, here on the east side of the house, we have the, well, it kind of looks like Adobe, but it's what we call Disney Adobe here in New Mexico. It's stucco, uh, but the rising sun heats up the wall, blocks the breeze. So it's only like 28 degrees Fahrenheit out, but it's, uh, yeah, very comfortable. In fact, I'm even ever so slightly warm in my jacket here. So so there we go. Ah, uh, guess what today is? Say it with me. It's Friday. Woohoo! It is Friday, February 24th. I cannot believe we're almost to the end of February. 2023 is flying by. Um, and <laughs> I'm not being as productive as I want to be. I feel like this is an ongoing theme with me. Um, one day I will probably I will never stop saying this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jackson's really trying to get to the end of his rope there at the end of his rope. Uh, yeah, you can actually see him over my shoulder. So anyway, thank you all for the very kind comments and thoughts on the posts I have been or the podcasts I have been putting up this week. Um, very happy to share this information with you all. It's easy when you've been doing stuff for a long time that you forget what other people don't know. And I think that one really important thing, and I, I should see if I can look this up. Okay. So this is an example. I talked some yesterday about starting small and businesses failing because they overreach because they expand too quickly. So there's been a couple of instances recently of, um, people going to, uh, a polycon Jennifer L. Armand Trout's fabulous event. I went for the first time myself last year, they go to this and they say, Oh, this is an amazing event, which it is. And I can do this. Well, maybe yes, maybe no. Um, and I was just looking up the, the first Apollycon that Jennifer did was in 2015 and it consisted of a signing and an after party. Uh, I don't know. I didn't want to go down the too much of a rabbit hole there. I don't know how many people went, but it was something that Jennifer did. Uh, it was in Philadelphia. Um, you know, she wanted to do something for her fans. Jennifer's very, uh, generous that way. She's also, um, a savvy business person. So she did this event 
and it grew over time. I'm not sure if she, it would be interesting to ask her. I'm not sure if she envisioned that it would grow to be this big over time. But if you listen to people who do well with a business, when you ask for their origin stories, that is a very consistent origin story. People will say things like, oh, well, when I started out, I keep having something in my eye here. So people will say, you know, when I started out, I just wanted to do this thing. I had this idea for this thing and, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to write this book. I wanted to make this thing. I wanted to have a gathering and, and then it grows, it grows from there and they manage that growth. There are very few people who start out with a concept like as huge as a polycon is now and say, I want it to be this huge thing. Uh, I'm not sure what year Jennifer started adding other authors, but I know it wasn't right away. And I know that she felt like it was growing enough that she wanted to give her readers other authors to see. And she also wanted to give other authors something to come to. So I should, I should see if I could interview her sometime. That would be kind of interesting. She's so busy, but maybe I'll try. I'm going to make myself a note because it would be interesting to hear the evolution of her doing this. So anyway, um, <laughs> people immediately escalating to something the size of what Jennifer has put together over time that she has grown organically over time out of genuine enthusiasm. That's part of why it works is because, uh, because there is so much, uh, no, I'm just going to repeat myself. Genuine enthusiasm. It's not fabricated. It's not just pulled together. It's something that grew that she built upon something that was real. So, um, my point, and I'm sure I have one is that when people look at something that's enormously successful and say, oh, well, I can do that. They can't necessarily. Um, I don't know if someone as savvy as Jennifer could have leapt straight to doing what she's doing. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. So that's one of my things that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, something else I wanted to talk about, um, uh, an author tagged me yesterday, um, and asked me a question. She has been incredibly helpful to me. Oops. I have the wind chimes out here. So I just hit them. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting distracted by Jackson. Now he's hunting something and he's going to get snagged, but he can be snagged. Yeah, maybe not. Hold on. There, that wasn't so bad. He wanted to go back in. If you're new to the podcast, cat wrangling is all part of the brand here for better or worse. So anyway, she asked me this question, um, and I'm caveating this a bit because I'm always happy to answer questions. Uh, if you send me questions on social media, I'll try to address them on the podcast. Um, if as this gal has is doing, if you've developed a friendship with me <laughs> and she's given me advice on stuff, I'm happy to reciprocate. Otherwise I have like an author coaching program on my website uh, and you can find it in the show notes. But anyway, she said that she was thinking about signing with an agent and she had seen this one agency 
pop up on her social media feeds a lot and wondered what I thought. And so I said, well, I haven't heard of this person. And I said, let me do some research and find out. And then what I did was I made an attempt to teach her to fish. Once I figured out what I did, I wanted to tell her the things that I was looking for. So I thought, well, I'll share that with all of you today. Um, because this is an author who has done very well as an indie, um, her self-publishing career is going very nicely. That's one way to do it. That's one way to get an agent is to, uh, you know, have this big platform and that way you're bringing something to the table and she's interested in having an agent so that she can sell her sub rights. Do you have to have an agent to sell your sub rights? No sub rights mean things like audiobooks, foreign translations, so forth, but it can help because there are, which has been the theme this week, right? A lot of predators out there. So I sort of walked her through on DM on discord, uh, what I was looking at as I was looking at it so that she could kind of follow my thought process. So number one thing was I'd never heard of this person or this agency, which isn't a be all end all. Um, I'm a dinosaur. I've been around forever. Uh, I do recognize a lot of names at this point. I not all of them though. I'm not uh, an encyclopedia. So, so I went and looked at the website. Uh, the photo on the website was one that was very clearly, uh, you know, like Photoshopped using like an Instagram mask kind of thing, which, you know, okay, well, if you want to disguise your identity or you don't like, no, like how you look, uh, you know, that's not an absolute deal breaker, but for someone who is being a literary agent, it's a little odd, uh, because an agent is the person who is representing you out in the world, right? Uh, as an author, you can stay in your house and not see anybody. Uh, I guess it's kind of difficult, but you can create a social media persona and, you know, not ever people in real life. But that's why, that's one reason why you have an agent is that they're the person who goes out and has the lunches with the editors and goes to the conferences and goes to the expos and so forth. Um, so, so it was odd. The bio was very, very short, gave very little in the way of credentials. And what you can do is go to, go to a legitimate agency. And I'm just going to offer up mine because, you know, I, I'm with my third agent, uh, the second agency that I've been with. If you don't know, you sign with the agency, not the agent. So when my first agent left, I stayed with the agency and was with a different agent. Didn't work out, moved to a third agent. So right now I'm with Nancy Yost literary agency. Nancy Yost is an agent who has been around forever. She represents all sorts of amazing authors. My agent is Sarah Younger. She's also Grace Draven's agent. Um, she's the agent for a number of other wonderful people and I could wax on, but that's not the point. So go to, Nancy Yost literary agency and see what they show on the website, see what credentials they have for Nancy and for Sarah and for the other agents there. Look at their list of authors. So the agency that I was looking at had been founded recently. There's only the one agent. This is not necessarily a deal breaker, but very little in the way of cred. 
the authors listed none of them were authors who were familiar to me not automatically a deal breaker but but there wasn't any cred here uh the person was clearly young did not say only said that they had graduated from college but not when uh not necessarily a deal breaker but now like the evidence is starting to pile up right it's like well this person has you know apparently no no experience even the stuff that they had cited is like you know working and interning at various places were all places that i'd never heard of um now if you are not a dinosaur like me and you have not been around for decades uh then what you can do is you can google look up these places and see how how big are they are they all like garage startups because one thing about being a literary agent is that it is a bit of an arcane ability and there's lots of ins and outs and most agents start out with working at an established agency and learning from the pros it's really an apprenticeship type deal there are people who say oh hey i'm going to be an agent and maybe it works for some but that's not what you're looking for especially if you're someone like my friend who already has a pretty well established career um and ultimately what i ended up saying was is there's zero evidence that this person could negotiate a better deal for you than you could for yourself uh and that's what you're looking for is you're looking for what expertise does this person bring to the table that I don't have because you will be paying them your 15% in perpetuity right everything that agent Sarah sells for me she gets 15% of that pretty much forever there's some some exceptions to that but really I mean that's that's the way it works and that's how she makes her living but in return she brings a lot of expertise to the table and she gives me advice sometimes advice I don't want to hear but that's good because you don't want someone who is only going to hold your hand and tell you how awesome you are as nice as that sounds the other thing to think about um, and what I was looking at with this with this agent was um, what is in their background that they are not telling you so it's not bad to have an agent with very little experience hopefully this doesn't sound a contradictory to what I just said um, if they are supported by someone who does so very often especially if you're a newbie writer you want someone who is a newbie agent uh, it's very tempting to want to sign with a heavy hitting agent um, and and I know plenty of people have done this because it sounds great to go out there and say oh yes my agent is Donald Moss um, <laughs> but the thing is is when you have someone let's let's use Merrily Heifetz I've been on the phone with Merrily Heifetz lately uh, which has been really fun for me because Merrily Heifetz is like the goddess agent of science fiction fantasy um, Sarah I love you and I think I think would be fine with this I I haven't cheated I've been on the phone with her because we named Robin McKinley Grandmaster Rusifwa and uh Marilee is Robin's agent so we've been talking about things and Marilee is also the agent for Neil Gaiman and she's the agent for Octavia Butler's estate 
And she is, I mean, she's just one of the lions of the business. And so it's tempting to say, oh, I want Meryl Lee Heifetz to be my agent. But what it comes down to is, oh, and I have another analogy, too many analogies or examples. Um, the problem is, is that Meryl Lee is busy negotiating deals for Neil Gaiman, you know, multi-million dollar deals or, you know, dealing with Octavia's multi-million dollar estate or, you know, dealing with Robin McKinley. How much time does she have for newbie author? Now, I know several people that this happened to uh, who were friends of George R. R. Martin because he lives here. Um, it's here in Santa Fe. And so a number of the writers in town were able to sign with George's agent, which was very generous of him. He lined them up with his agent. But when you're George R. R. Martin's agent, you have a lot of really big, heavy deals that you're doing. And you don't necessarily have time for baby writers. You know, it's not like you neglect them on purpose, but it's just a matter of where does the intensity of your day go, right? So when you are a baby writer or a younger writer, lining up with an agent who is still building their clientele, who is, as we say, hungry, they want to start getting those 15% lined up. They need to sell work, right? Um, and as long as they are with a, another agent, you, you can always ask like who their mentoring agent is, uh, their relationship with the head of the agency. They, they need someone who is helping them along. And with this whole thing of where you sign with the agency and not the agent, um, that's part of the deal where you should be able to go to the head of your agency. And that was what I ended up doing with my second agent when things were not working out. Um, I was felt like I was not getting good communications from that agent. I went to the head of the agency and she helped me work out some things, um, still didn't work and, but we still have a good relationship. So, so back to how this one, uh, I'm trying to think if there were any other red flags. Excuse me. Oh, then the other thing is, is that Google is your friend. Um, this is uh, one of the things that's great about the age that we live in is you are able to find things out in a way that uh, we did not used to be able to find out. So I, I Googled this agent's name and somebody else had Googled them and they had some interesting things to say about where this person had come from. And I won't say more because I don't necessarily want to call out any names. So, so at any rate, that was the advice I ended up giving. And I just wanted you all to know that that's, that's how you go about researching these things. The other thing you do is exactly what my friend did is you find an author who has been around for a while. You've preferably one who is agented, uh, and you ask them, you know, what do you know about this agent? What do you know about this agency? If you're in luck and that author, uh, is, has an agent who's accepting clients, they may offer to refer you. So that's always something to, to keep in mind, to consider, uh, you know, don't, don't press them. Don't do it for that reason, but, but that can happen. That's how the networking works. And yeah. So I'm almost out of time and I never got around to talking about book boxes. I'll talk about book boxes on Monday. I promise. Uh, 
And as for the TikTok live, I'm considering it a failed experiment because it doesn't, I mean, I could download the video and save it, but it doesn't stay on TikTok. And I think I got precisely zero live viewers for the event and it was annoying to mess with it. So I may try it again someday, but for now, I'm just going to leave it. Um, yeah. So thank you all for listening feel free to comment on social media or go to my website and send me a message. Uh, I, I see most of my comments everywhere. I think, uh, ask me your questions if you like, and I'll do my best to answer. So I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and, uh, I will talk to you all on Monday. You all take care. Bye-bye.